Pete Denny, today's guest, left his successful tech career in 2019 to focus entirely on reversing climate change. He founded Climate VC, which plans to invest in 100 companies that can collectively remove a gigaton of carbon from the atmosphere. He'll also share insights about his superpower. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe. Welcome to the Superpowers for Good show. Pete, thank you so much for joining me today for this conversation. It's a thrill to, to connect across the pond here, and uh, I look forward to a great discussion. Yeah, great. Thanks, Devin. Thanks for having me on the show. Excited well, to be here. Pete, you're doing really something amazing, and, and maybe you're not the only one in the world doing it, but maybe you're the most deliberate uh, in the world right now, uh, investing uh, with Climate VC in climate change solutions, looking to find ways to reverse climate change as quickly as possible, recognizing that in climate change, uh, there is a, an opportunity to rebuild uh, the global economy in a better, healthier, more sustainable way. So uh, tell us a, a little bit about your vision. Mm. Where to start? <laughs> so this, when uh, when I first discovered that um, the climate change was as serious as it is, and I, I decided to throw myself into it and devote the rest of my life to it, I I kind of thought that um, all of the all of the answers were kind of known. Right, we need to eat less meat, we need to drive less, etc. Et um, the more I've got into it, I've realised actually it's climate change is kind of a natural consequence of, of the human condition of who we are as human beings and how we like to interact and how we like to grow uh, as, as individuals and, and, as a, and as a population. And so if we're going to tackle climate change, then almost everything about the way that we live our lives needs to change. And um, I think that's, that's kind of a nerve-wracking challenge for, for us as a species, for us as individuals. But it's also, you know, a kind of a, a really exciting time to, to, to be alive um, because, to be alive at a time, e.g. like the Industrial Revolution or, or the um, the Renaissance or something like that, weren't those exciting times to be alive in where uh, prosperity was growing, there was there was quality of life for many people was going up. And I, I think we're, we're at the cusp of one of those moments as well. I mean, the world could go in two directions. Um, we don't know whether we're going to be able to pull this off. There's optimist and pessimist in, in, this, in this equation. I'm an optimist. Um, you know, I think we've got a good chance of pulling this off. But if we do pull it off, then the world that, that we will create um, will be a lot, will be a much more fun place to live. You know, it'll be a place with way more equality. Uh, it'll be a, a place with, with more prosperity for, for all, uh, where we, we understand better how to live uh, in harmony with, with, our, with our surroundings, where we get the best out of it and it get the, gets the best out of us and so on and so forth. And so my, my vision, if... Um, if I can be so grand as to call it that, is to kind of um, find the amazing people who who know how to contribute to that change and to help them in some way. Yeah. Now, you've got a couple of specific goals. I think your goal is to invest in 100 uh, startups in this uh, green space. Tell us a little bit about your goal, what kind of companies you're funding, and confirm that number if it's if it's right. But tell us a little bit about the, the tactics and strategies here. Yeah, sure. Um, so if, I mean, earlier on I said that, that almost everything needs to change. So that the, the problem space is very large. That means that 
the solution space is also really large. Um, and so we look to invest in, in things in each of those verticals. So transports, like how we move around, how we, how we feed ourselves, how we make things out of, out of steel, out of concrete, out of plastic, um, how we generate energy, um, how we, how we circularize our, our economy, um, how we, how we grow food, it, all, all of those things kind of, um, how we, how we educate ourselves, how we, how we redistribute wealth across the, across the planet, all of those things kind of, um, need to change. And, uh, and so those, those are kind of the verticals that we look at. And to, 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 to start off with what we did was we went to the, the, the science and there's a really good, um, uh, compendium of, of scientific inquiry into this area called the Drawdown Project, uh, where somebody said, so a legend said, right, who's interested in solving this, this problem, climate change? Uh, I'm going to bring some scientists together. Um, we're going to try and figure out what are the most, in an optimistic, positive way, what proactively can we do? What's possible, given our current understanding of, of science? And that, that's across fields such as, um, well, the ones, that, the ones that I've just mentioned. Um, but what, what they did is they, they came up with um, 100 solutions uh, and spoke about how much the solutions would cost, how much money they would save, save the global economy, and crucially, how much carbon they would remove from the atmosphere, right? either prevent it from being emitted or, or remove it. And then they ranked them by, uh, by, um, uh, by effectiveness. And so that, that's where we started, really. That, that's where we got all of our categories from and our areas to explore. Yeah, it's a, a, a brilliant project. Uh, I've written about it extensively. I share your enthusiasm for it. Uh, uh, Jonathan Foley has been a guest as, uh, as well as his predecessor that edited, authored the first book. So yeah, it's, uh, it's great stuff. Um, and it is interesting, uh, the optimism that comes out of looking at this because the the technologies uh, in so many ways exist, but we've got to scale them up. We've got to deploy capital in ways that will achieve these outcomes. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about uh, your process for screening, uh, the, the companies you'll invest in, how much you'll invest in each one, uh, and how you see that process working going forward for each company you, you uh, invest in. Yeah, sure. So we're, we're, we're venture capitalists. Um, I, I suppose that, that's, the, that's the base, the, the foundation upon which we, we built our company. We, we, um, we, we strive to be uh, VCs, unlike other VCs. I suppose all VCs say that. <laughs> um, but the, you know, the, the act of being a VC is to, is to find um, early, early stage risky companies that, uh, that have got a potential for high growth. And, and what, what we attempt to do is is to use the tools of venture capital, which are looking for outsized returns in a financial way. Um, so companies that could become billion-dollar companies. And we try and use those tools to find companies that could become gigacorns. So companies that could have a, you know, a billion-ton yeah, billion impact. Um, I mean, that's my overall goal. I've set myself for, for the rest of my life. I, I need to see if I can have a gigaton scale impact on, on the climate emergency. That's, I suppose you've got to be a little bit of a megalomaniac to say that. Um, yeah. you know, that's, I mean, that's 2% of global emissions. Um, but um, I, I think the, the way to do that is to, is to find people who are extraordinary and see what we can do to, to, to leverage that um, or to help out. So uh, in answer to your question, you know, how do we go about about considering you know, the, these startups? I think, first of all, you have to see a lot of startups. And we're fortunate that in the UK, there's, there's a whole bunch, you know, there's... Um, there's 
I think in in Europe, the UK is the second best, you know, in terms of in terms of throughput of, of companies, new companies springing up in this space. Um, the UK after Germany, um, we're very lucky. So you have to see a lot of a lot of companies, and we've got three stages to our process. And the first stage is, do we believe that this company, if it gets to where it wants to get to, can have a scale of impact that is worth it for the environment? And we we set that scale of impact as ten megatons a year. Uh, and so the rough breakdown is, you know, we think if we if we invest in 120 startups over the next three years, um, and if 10 of them get to where they want to get to, most companies in early stage venture don't, but if 10 of them get to where they want to get to, and they're each having a 10 megaton scale impact a year for 10 years, then 10 by 10 by 10, that's that's our gigaton. That's that's where we start. Um, so we, we first of all challenge the, the founders to, you know, to show us, like show us the numbers, show us, show us a plan that will get you to 10 megatons a year. Uh, and we, we we pass that to our team, you know, who are who are scientists, uh, and they 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 look at it, you know, with a uh, with some scrutiny <laughs> and with some skepticism. Yeah. I'm the optimist, right? It'd be useless if I looked at it because I, I, you know, <laughs> I want to succeed. But they they look at it with a with a more cynical eye, and that that's our first um, and, and major. Um, then we look at the team, of course. Uh, then we look at um, the the markets. You know, we we do we understand some of these markets. Some of these markets are, are new to us. Where the market or the tech is new to us, we reach out to uh, to academics or, or people who are other experts in these fields. And then finally, we've got like a commercial due diligence, which which all VCs would have to say commercially, does this make sense? Um, and are there any are there any unknown uh, known unknowns in this? You know, in, in terms of you know, contracts and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, will you be investing strictly in UK businesses or around Europe, uh, or will we include some in the US and Africa and other places? So we're, we so we started being we started off as a UK only fund. Um, the reason we did that is because we're an EIS fund, which is you know, that that's a specific tax thing in the UK, which makes it very inter- interesting for UK investors to invest in UK companies. Um, but there is some nuance to that. Uh, where companies that are foreign companies can become EIS eligible, as they call it. And so we are looking at uh, a couple of companies out from outside of the UK. And we're very excited to kind of do more of that as, as we grow. Uh, we're looking at a geothermal company from uh, from Texas at the moment, for example, which which I'd love to be able to do that kind of thing. Uh, as yeah. we grow, we'll do more. One of the classic problems in venture capital is the screening process. And, uh, you know, I've kicked around the venture capital community for a long time. I ran a little investment banking firm and helped people raise venture capital for a long time earlier in this century. And and the the venture capitalists used to brag uh, about their screening process being largely, can you get a quality introduction to me? Mm. And so, you know, a, a business plan that comes over the transom is treated with disrespect, junior scrutiny, rarely gets really the full attention, full thought of something that might come from a peer, uh, a friend, that sort of thing. It seems to me from some of the things you've written that you're trying to change that model a little bit uh, to make sure that you approach things differently, giving fair shake to everyone. Am, am I misreading what you're writing? No, you're, you're reading it correctly. We're, we're trying. You know, obviously, you know, we, we have we have the same problems as, as other VCs do, but we, we've we've come to this as operators ourselves. You know, we've 
we've been in the seat of the founders and we, we know what it's like. <clears throat> so, you know, we're kind of motivated to, um, to, to give everybody a, a fair crack of the whip. Um, it actually, um, I mean, ha- having said, you asked me to be honest before we came on air, uh, you know, it's, it does say a lot about a founder if, if they, you know, if they come in through a side door or something or, or, or find some novel way of reaching out to you. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say that that doesn't, that doesn't count for something. Hustle is, is one of the big things that we're looking for. Um, actually, but it doesn't, it doesn't need to come through. I, I think actually it's quite important for us that, that we, we're not just looking for deals that have already been pre-approved by others. Um, what, what's most exciting for us, and the reason I got into this game in the first place, is to try and make things happen that wouldn't otherwise have happened. Um, and so if we're, if we're trying to squeeze into a deal that, um, that lots of other people are already excited about, then there's actually no need. We're, uh, our, contribution, our contribution is not required. So we, we look for we, we try and look in places where other people are not looking. We try and listen to people that other people aren't listening to. I'm, you know, I'm from a working class background. You can probably tell from my accent that I'm from Liverpool. Um, I when I grew up in Liverpool, it was um, there was a lot of unemployment. You know, it was quite a rough place. It's beautiful now. If you go to Liverpool now, it's a wonderful city. But you know, in the time it was, um, it was pretty rough. You know, uh, yeah. Let's not talk about it. People getting beaten up on the streets, and you know, if you leave your wheelie bin outside the, your house, it gets stolen. That kind of thing. Um, and and I, I kind of, I mean, a lot of people from those backgrounds are aware that kind of amazing people come from all sorts of different areas. And so we try and remain open to that. Yeah, it's, um, you know, one of the things, I, I remember believing that that screening model was really a valid, important screening model. And as an intermediary who could provide quality introductions, I, I sort of bought into that, but it, it, it really was brought home to me years later when someone pointed out that, uh, you know, at least here in the United States, an African-American woman from a, an inner city circumstance is much less likely to have a golfing buddy with uh, that it has as a common, you know, friend, a, a venture capitalist, right? Mm-hmm. And so it, it has a clear... Uh, distinct uh, race and gender bias uh, that is, you know, rather punitive to people that we really ought to be trying to give first shot to, uh, to try and accomplish what you talk about in terms of creating a more sustainable, fair and equitable world. So I appreciate your your, uh, taking the time to work on that. Your your goal is ambitious, Uh, a gigaton. A gigaton yeah. of, of carbon removed, uh, but it's also uh, not unreasonable. Um, you know, it needs to be done. Uh, and so there are a lot of people pulling for your success. Um, as you reflect on the things that have enabled you to be successful in your career, that got you to this point and give you the confidence that that talking about pulling a gigaton of carbon out of the atmosphere isn't crazy. Uh, <laughs> what do you see as the, and you look at that skill set that you've got, what do you see as your superpower within that skill set that will allow you to make this happen? Are you, are you I, do I hear two parts of your question? Is, is, is one part what, what has given me the confidence to, to go for such a big, hairy, audacious goal? And the second one is what, what is my, what is my, what superpower do I bring to bear? Yeah, yeah. Where do I get the confidence from? Um, I think I think I've kind of discovered by by trial and error over the years that 
that if you if you try risky things, you try hard things that that scare you, that that kind of make make you cry, make you doubt yourself, that 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 make you look stupid in front of other people. Um, if you try, then then sometimes you'll pull it off, and when you put it off, oh man, then it feels amazing. Then your your kind of perception of who you are as a as a human being and what your value is really just goes right up. And so I've tried that a lot over my life. Um, people always used to say that you know Pete was the guy with like 150 different hobbies. I, I always used to like try try and learn new things, and so I, I just kind of became accustomed to being the beginner in any group. You know, the the person who was least experienced, the noob in 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 any group. And I learned to feel, actually, it's not so bad. You know, so when I take up a new sport, I'm the worst at that sport. I'll probably remain quite bad for, for a long time. And I, I, you know, I get a lot of enjoyment out of it. I improve. But I, I think I think that that's part of it, kind of building building up this feeling that failure failure doesn't sting. Failure is not so bad. Um, and I tried something. I think one thing that, that made a huge difference to me, um, I don't know how, how replicable this is to your listeners, but... I, I, I didn't do any sport until I was in my 30s when I deeply regretted it. I deeply <laughs> regretted like being, because I started putting on weight and it, it's quite difficult to lose weight you know, by, by that time. And, yeah. um, and so I, I, I started doing triathlon, like, all, you know, like many middle-aged men do. Um, and I, I worked towards this long-term goal of, of doing a, an Ironman, like a full-distance full triathlon. And that Whoa. Uh, yeah. just kept knocking me back time and again, time and again. I remember like, being, being at training camps, where um, I was, you know, I was cycling next to a sixty-year-old woman, and and I was like a, you know, early thirties dude, and I just couldn't keep up with her, and uh, you know, I'd fall off the back of the pack, and it just it just kept kicking me in the pants the whole time for years, and eventually I just through boneheadedness managed to train for and do a full Ironman, and uh, the whole time I was doing it, I wanted to quit, <laughs> the whole time, and uh, and but I didn't, and I you know I finished it, and I think psychologically that that changed something in me to, to make me made me realize you maybe anything is possible maybe anything maybe i yeah. need to raise my ambitions yeah. yeah yeah that's a real moment in your life though when you come across the finish line and hear those words pete denny you are an iron man <laughs> yeah. right amazing right. i i've never been there i've always seen it i've seen it and it is a moving experience to watch i can't imagine what it would be like to to cross that finish line can't imagine yeah yeah it's I, I i think that's you know that, that that's something which is replicable in in any you know in any field of endeavor just pick something hard and, and go for it you know spend a year going yeah. going for it yeah um you asked so i know that on this show you ask about so you ask people what, what's your superpower then yeah and i haven't been looking forward to that question <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's difficult to introspect and say and and well, and to, and to be bold and to be brazen, and say this is is my superpower. So I asked around, and um, you know, my, my friends and family, what what would you say this? And I I think I recognise what they said, which is, I'm an evangelist. I um, you know, I so one of them said storytelling, another one said optimism, and I think those two things come together to be evangelism. I I think if there's anything I bring to the table here, um, it's that I. I've got some ability to see what is amazing about a thing. Uh, even if it's quite hard for others to see, I can see here is what is amazing about that thing, about this person, about this idea, about this company. And, uh, and when I feel, when I feel excited about it, then, then, well, you can see I'm starting to smile. Then sometimes yeah. other people get excited about it too. Uh, and I think if um, I'm, I'm lucky to be working in this environment, climate change, because 
it brings so many missionaries out of the, you know, there's a real missionary spirit, a missionary zeal in this in this community where everybody really wants to pull together. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. As as you uh, think about that superpower, right? Uh, can you think of a, a specific example of a time when you accomplish something you're proud of using that ability? Well, I mean, I raised a I raised a venture capital fund. <laughs> I, I went from being a complete noob in this space to, you know, to 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 raising some money, hiring some people, bringing an amazing board, you know, on uh, online. I mean, I've I've got I've got directors from Google and Greenpeace and Nature on my board. You know, that's that's incredible. And the fact that the fact that they have got it's 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 through no. You know, I've I've got nothing to do with it. It's just that I'm able to tell the stories of other people really well and to paint this yeah. picture. Um, and so be, now, because they're there now, other people are saying, "Ooh, that sounds pretty interesting. Can, can we come and be involved?" Um, so I, I suppose I'm I'm carrying a, a flag for for something and and telling other people's stories. Um, maybe part of that is where we've met incredible startups that perhaps nobody else um, had yet invested in, and we've. Um, we've kind of sung the praises of those we've invested in them. And because we've invested in them now, everybody wants to invest in them. And now we seem like savants, right? Because, you know, we were able to spot, oh, there's this, oh, it's so amazing. And we can make other people believe that it's, we can help other people to see the caliber as well. Yeah, that's fantastic. Now, how would you coach other people to develop this ability? How do you learn this? Uh, I think, uh, it's 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 hard to say without resorting to kind of cliche, um, but there's this there's this thing about being yourself, uh, which you see all the time on cheap TV shows. That's what they that's that's the core. You just just be yourself, man. And I that that's a, that is a big part of it actually because we um, we I I found that when I when I'm really enthusiastic about something, I'm wondering is this the correct thing to be enthusiastic about am i going to seem like a klutz if i if i'm enthusiastic about this thing and if i express my opinion isn't that just going to show everybody that actually i don't really know what i'm talking about and, <laughs> and that's, that's, that's been a battle to, to get to the you know to to overcome that and to just and plus you know i've, I've got i've got a very kind of colloquial and um colloquial way colloquial way of speaking i've, I've got a strong you know northern accent uh, which you know people immediately know People who come from your area, uh, they they like robbing hubcaps off cars. They support one of these two football teams. They like fighting. You know, they like stealing things. They, 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 but but I think you know, learning to kind of um, be enthusiastic about the things that I want to be enthusiastic about in the way that I am. It means that some people it puts them right off, and other people we have this kind of genuine connection. Yeah. Sorry, cliche, yeah. cliche, but I, I you know. I no, no, no. I think that's that's perfectly valid. Perfectly valid. Well. Pete, I, I am just so thrilled to talk to you uh, and grateful that you would take the time for this conversation. I, I, I want to invite you to take a minute and tell people how they can learn more about you. But I'm, I'm most interested in making sure that someone you might fund who hears this knows you might fund them and knows how to get in touch with you in a way that will get your attention so that someone who you might fund who hears this gets gets their full fair shot right so uh, especially that but 
a lot of people admire what you're doing and want to follow you. Tell them how to follow you on social media or something if you can. But, mm. but leave us with this, this how to connect kind of message. Yeah, sure. Okay, so we're, I mean, we've we've got the best domain name in the world, Climate.vc. Uh, so you can you can check us out there. If you're in the UK, if you're in London, um, then we we host a really we 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 sponsor a really good uh, thing called London Climate Connection. Come along to that. Um, if you're not in London, then uh, send send us an email. And if you're a startup, the the one thing that we love to hear, we just love to hear this, is what is your path to 10 megatons? And 10 megatons is big, right? 10 megatons a year is a big, that is a large amount of carbon. And many companies don't get there. Maybe, maybe kind of 60 or 70% of the companies that, that, we, that we hear of are not near that number. So if you, if you do like an honest calculation with yourself, and it doesn't need to be detailed, but like, a, you know, back of the fag packet kind of thing, we're going to remove this many cars from the road, a car emits this amount of uh, CO2, uh, this, is how we, this is how we're going to do it, yada, yada. Um, if, if you take the time to do that, then then that's that's our favorite thing ever. Uh, and we will speak to everybody. We will give everybody a Zoom call who sends us one of those. Am I going to regret saying that? <laughs> Please send it uh, I, I hope you get lots of great yeah. submissions. Uh, I, I hope so. you get I lots of so. great submissions. Well, uh, Pete, again, thank you so much for the time. Thank you for doing this work. We need people like you uh, to invest in a future that is clean and sustainable uh, and brilliant. And, and I, I share your optimism that we can do it. And I look forward to living in a world that is so much more sustainable, so much more equitable. And uh, thank you for being a part of that. Um, thanks, Devin. Thanks for saying so. And thanks for having me on the show. It's been really fun. It's, it's a pleasure. Now, let's do some good. Thank you for tuning in to the Superpowers for Good show. Twice each week, we host changemakers who share their impact, insights, and superpowers don't miss another episode. Subscribe today at superpowersforgood.com. That's superpowers, number four, good.com. Be super empowered. Get your copy of the book, Superpowers for Good, as an ebook, audiobook, paperback, or hardcover edition via your favorite online retailer. Interested in having me speak to your company, organization, or association? Visit devonthorpe.com. Then let's talk. Now, keep using your superpowers for good. Together, we can reverse climate change, improve global health, and eradicate poverty.